Building Faith podcast from Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring biblically-based messages and in-depth conversations to help you live your faith every day. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our Life Church community by going to lifechurch.com, L-Y-F-E hyphen church.com. Are you desperate to hear from God? It may help you to know that God wants to speak to you even more than you want to hear from Him. But knowing God speaks and actually hearing from Him are very different. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to the Building Faith Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I am your host, Chris Reese, and my mission, as always, is to help you live your faith every day. Today, we are in episode 126, and we're talking about how to train yourself to hear from God. Wouldn't it be great if God used a megaphone and flashing neon signs to speak to us? Well, unfortunately, this is not usually how God speaks. Instead, he often speaks to us in the quietness of our heart. So learning how to hear from him can take skill. And fortunately, we can train ourselves to hear from God. In 1 Samuel 2, the high priest Eli was already old when the future prophet Samuel went to live and serve with him in the temple. And although Eli's sons were supposed to take over the priesthood when he died, they had no interest in serving God. Instead, they treated the Jewish laws and rituals with contempt, and Eli did not have the strength or the will to punish them for their wickedness. So as a result, God wasn't able to communicate heart to heart with Eli in the same way that he had with others, such as Moses. And when we jump over to 1 Samuel 3, we see that before the Lord under Eli in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back to bed and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Is listening. And the Lord proceeds to share with Samuel his plans, his intimate plans. Now, Samuel wasn't trained in how to hear the voice of God. And even Eli took a few times before he understood what was happening. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. But notice the interaction here God spoke to Samuel, not Eli, but Eli was there as an instructor. A teacher, if you would. Now, you see, learning from learning to hear from God is kind of a lot like going to school. 
I get it. Many, very few people actually liked going to school. And personally, I hated it. And I only recently came to appreciate school to the point now where I can't get enough. But think about what your life would be like if you didn't go to school. Would you be at your current job? Would you be making the income you're making? Would you be able to speak with the wisdom and authority? Would people have respect for you? I don't know. And as much as you hated it and couldn't wait for school to be over, you needed school. You needed the progressive lessons and training that it took you through. And I'm sure you can look back and recognize that if you skipped any steps, that would have been a disaster. I mean, imagine skipping kindergarten where you learned how to get along with others and share and social skills, and then you just went right to the fifth grade. And there'd be something missing. And you'd likely be frustrated along with everyone else. And the only way that you could stop that frustration would be to go back and learn what you missed. But how many fifth graders do you see in kindergarten? Well, many of us are taught our ABCs and one, two, three. Some even have PhDs, but very few have been taught how to hear the voice of God. And since God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, and I'm not, I don't know about you, I'm not, I want to hear from him. And many of us grow up very ill-equipped. Um, some have a low emotional intelligence. Others can't read well. Some have a tough time coping with life's challenges. And yet, still others don't know how to love. And as challenging or embarrassing as it may be to have to learn these skills later in life, it's better than ignoring the issues that come as a result of this lack of ability. And the same is true for hearing from God. While you may not have been taught properly how to hear from the Almighty King of the universe, my friend, it is not too late. Like many who go back to school later on in life, you too can determine to learn all you need to learn to hear that precious voice of God. So let's consider our time together today as training ground, school, if you will. And for those of you who are saying, I don't know, I'm kind of done with school. I don't want to learn anymore. Well, then to that, I say, I'm sorry. But for those of you who are saying, I don't care what I have to do. I want to hear from God. Then to you, I say, like Samuel, your persistence will pay off. In my ministry and counseling practice, it's not uncommon for God to speak prophetically through me for a person. And whether it's a much needed word of encouragement or a specific wisdom for a situation. And I am always honored and humbled when God uses me in that way to impact the life of someone else. And as much as I love the prophetic gifting over my life, one thing I love to do is to help others see that I'm nothing special. God wants to speak to you just as much. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to train yourself to hear from God. Number one, learn to be quiet. Samuel was sitting quietly in his room, and this gave God an opportunity, an open opportunity for his voice to be heard. Can God use a big, booming voice to overcome any noise? Absolutely. And I'm certain God's voice carries, but scripture tells us that that's not how God communicates. 
In God's revelation to Elijah in 1 Kings 9, 11 through 13, it says, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the winds, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. To hear the voice of God, you need to quiet your outer world and your inner world. Some of you have too much busyness going on. You say you're tired of the drama, but yet there's always drama. God will not push to be heard over the chaos in your life. It is your job to train yourself to sit still and be quiet. Do what you need to do to get quiet, my friend. Go for a walk, get counseling for your anxious thoughts. Whatever you need to do, learn to be quiet so you can hear that still, small voice. Number two, learn to expect. When Eli realized it was the Lord speaking, his instructions to Samuel were to say to the Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We cut ourselves off from hearing from God when we don't actually believe that he will speak. When I ask my husband a question, I expect him to answer me. And we should be the same way with God. We can trust that he hears our prayers. Matthew 21, 22 says, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. My friend, this is Jesus speaking, saying, I can be trusted. You can depend on me. May I encourage you, my friend, to turn your expector on. He will speak to you. Don't doubt. And number three, learn to discern. At any given time, there are several voices vying for your attention. The voice you listen to can actually be the difference between clarity and confusion. Well, there's Satan's voice, which always sounds good at first, but later brings confusion and destruction. There's your voice, which usually brings a heavy amount of criticism. And then there's God's voice, which will always come with peace and clarity. And it can frequently run opposite to logic. And it's important that you learn the difference between these voices. Otherwise, you'll be uncertain even when God is speaking to you. For more information on how to know that you're hearing from God, I want to encourage you to jump on over to that special podcast. Number four, learn to obey. Just like in school, you will be given small tests to see if you are ready for the next level. And God will test your obedience as he speaks to you. John 10, 27 reminds us, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Many people ignore God in the little, but yet expect him to speak loudly regarding the big things. When you learn to obey, you train your brain to be attuned to his voice. This way, when the big things do come that you need to hear from God on, you will already have had plenty of practice. And the same is true for ignoring his voice in the little. If you don't obey God in the little, what little he speaks will likely diminish. So start small. What was the last thing that God spoke to you on? Whatever it is, my friend, I want to encourage you to take action if you need to take action. Repent if you need to repent. Whatever you need to do, 
Remember, delay is disobedience. And number five, learn to accept his sovereignty. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. The question we have to ask ourselves as we follow God is this. Do we truly want God's will to be done, or do we just want him to line up with our wishes? Our minds say, yes, Lord, let your will be done, but our true heart is revealed when God doesn't answer our prayers just the way we want to. You see, once we let go of the belief that it's all about us and our desires, then we can truly hear from God. Look, I realize this goes against popular preaching that says God is going to answer all your prayers and give you all the desires of your heart so you're going to be happy. But if we truly want God's will to be done on earth and in our lives, we have to let go of that predetermined hope or expectation of the outcome. Now, I'm not saying that we can't have a preference, but my point is, is we should want God's will over our preferences. And that is when you will be sure that you're able to hear the voice of God. Well, my friend, I pray that as you begin to move forward in the days and weeks to come, that your eyes, your ears, your your heart, and your mind are so spiritually sensitive to hearing what God wants to say to you. Well, my friend, that's all the time that we have for today. Before we go, I do have a gift for you. If you are struggling in your faith or want to grow in your faith, I want to encourage you to join us for our free five-day Mountain Moving Faith devotional. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section as well as the show notes. Well, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. For more information from Chris Reese, visit chrisreese.com forward slash podcast. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E dot com forward slash podcast.